Turn with me to the book of John, chapter number 10. Amen. This may not be the most traditional Easter message, but it's what I feel in my heart. Amen. I have felt it since Pastor Reagan asked me to preach this morning. Amen. I have had this on my heart. Amen. I just hope that it helps somebody. Amen. Praise God. You may not have been in church for a while, but I tell you what, you're in the right place this morning. Amen. God is here, and there is no telling what God can do. Amen. We know that He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. And so if you have a need in this place this morning, I'm telling you, your answer is here. Praise God. Praise God. John chapter 10 and verse number 7 says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Praise God for a little bit this morning. And I want to speak on the subject of life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Life more abundantly. Can you put your Bibles down? Lift your hands. Lift your voices. Let's ask God to have his perfect way in this place. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we are so thankful, Lord, for your presence that we can feel in this place. And God, we're just asking, Lord, that your perfect will be done in this service, God. That you would take every thought into captivity to the fulfillment of your will today, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we give you thanks and praise, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, I love you and magnify your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. I do want to say it is an honor, amen, to stand in this pulpit this morning. Amen, I appreciate Pastor Riggins so very much. Appreciate him asking me. Amen. Having the confidence in me. Praise God. Amen. There was a reason that Jesus came, that God, the Bible says he robed himself in flesh and came and walked among us. Amen. He, he came down and walked on this earth. Amen. And while he was here, he, he taught many, many wonderful things. If you study the life of Jesus, there's many things in the word of the Lord that he taught us that is very practical instruction for life. But that is not why he came. Amen. There were many sick folks that came to him. In some cases, it's exciting to me to read that they came desiring for him to touch them. And the Bible says that he healed them all. Amen. When they came to him, it didn't matter what kind of illness or sickness or what kind of affliction they had in their body. When they came to him, he healed them all. It, didn't, it wasn't too impossible for him. There's some things that are impossible to us, and uh, the doctors can lose hope and say there's nothing more they can do. But I'm telling you, there's a great physician in the house this morning, uh, and he can heal us all uh, of any disease or any sickness, uh, any kind of injury. I want to tell you the healer is in the house today. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a lady that came to him with an issue of blood, and she had had it 12 years and spent everything she had, every type of doctor, every type of treatment. And the Bible says she was none better, but had actually gotten worse. Amen. But she heard about Jesus somehow, and she decided reason within herself and said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Hallelujah. There was nothing anybody could do for her. She had tried everything. Amen. But that day she pressed through that crowd of people that was around Jesus. And I want to tell you, Jesus wasn't just standing still in one place teaching at that moment either. Amen. There was a man had come to him and said his daughter was sick unto death. And he was headed to that house to pray for that girl. Amen. But she had a desire, this lady, and she pushed her way through the crowd around him, reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Amen. He stopped in the way and said, who touched me? And his disciples said, Lord, there's this great press of people around us. How can you say who touched me? He said, no, this one was different. This wasn't somebody just bumping into me. He said, I perceive virtue flowing out of me. And that woman looked and she came and fell at his feet and confessed all to him. And he said, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And she was healed in that moment. Hallelujah. And that same healer is in this place this morning. Hallelujah. If we'll reach out and touch the hem of the master's garment. Hallelujah. He can heal the body. He can heal the mind. He can heal the emotions. Woo. The Bible said that he came to bind the wounds of the brokenhearted. I want to tell you, if you're brokenhearted in this place this morning, the healer's here. He wants to bind those wounds. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 But the reality is, is that he didn't come just to heal. Though he did heal. Hallelujah. He lived a life of example to us. The Bible says he was tempted in all ways like as we yet without sin. He was perfect because he came to be a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Blood was required where there was sin. Blood was required to cover it. If you study the Old Testament, the, the, the sacrifice had to be perfect. No spot, no wrinkle, no blemish. It had to be perfect. So Jesus Christ came and he walked with us, yet he lived perfect. I tell you, I can freely admit this morning that I, I, I've lived a far from perfect life. Hallelujah. There's been sin in this, old boy. Amen. I'm a sinner. Hallelujah. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But he came and lived perfect. Amen. I'll, I'll tell this story very quickly. He was betrayed by Judas. He was taken. Amen. We saw it acted out in the song today. There was a trial that came upon him, and, and there was false witnesses that arose and told lies on him. And, uh, and though those that were trying him could find no fault in him, they asked the opinion of the people, and they cried out, Crucify him! The same people that he had healed. The same people that he fed that day when he fed the 5,000. Said, crucify him. 
And they beat him with many stripes. Ordered to carry his cross to Calvary. He was nailed to the cross and died one of the most cruelest deaths that man has ever thought up. And do you realize this morning that the reason why he died was because of me and because of you? Amen. He died for us because he said, I came. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Isaiah 53 and verse 4 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. He was wounded for my transgressions. He went to Calvary for my transgressions. He went there because he knew I had no hope. But he went to be that sacrifice that the blood of Jesus Christ could cleanse me from all sin. Hallelujah. He came to give me life. Hallelujah. In our text this morning, he said, I am the door. I'm telling you, he is still the door. He is still that way that we can make our way and find life. You say, oh, I'm alive right now and I've got life. I'm telling you, you might have life right now, but he wants to give you life more abundantly. He wants to give you more joy than you ever thought you could have. He wants to put peace where there's never been peace. He wants to put hope where there's never been hope. You say, oh, I've had a little bit of joy. He wants to give you abundant joy. Oh, I've experienced a little bit of peace. He wants to give you abundant peace. Hallelujah. He came to bring that abundant life. Amen. There's an enemy that wants to steal and kill and destroy. He wants to steal your hope. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. Hallelujah. He wants to steal, if I can put it this way, your life. Hallelujah. But we serve a God who came, amen, to give us life. Amen. Adam was the first man that was ever created. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. He got down and he formed man from the dust of the ground. He, he shaped man just the way that he desired to have him. He desired the, he, the shape and the internal organs, if you would. He shaped it all. And then he breathed into the nostrils of that dust. And he breathed into it the breath of life. And man became a living soul. God is the giver of all life. 
Praise God. He is the giver of all life. Amen. And a life in God is a life that is not like any we've ever experienced before. It's a more abundant life. Hallelujah. In, in Ezekiel chapter number 37, amen, kind of a lengthy reading of Scripture here. In, in verse number 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. There, there had been a battle in, in times, and all these bones was laying out there on this field. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? That's a tough question. And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So this man of God prophesied or preached unto these bones. Well, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now, I, I'm just going to tell you, when there's been, there's been bodies, I don't care if it's animals or what, when there's other animals that come along and feed off of them, and they scatter the bones everywhere. So these bones were scattered everywhere, but there was a great shaking, and all of a sudden the bones uh, began to come together. Now, I'm telling you, that's a great miracle. To see these bones, this is laying everywhere, all of a sudden they're shaking, and all of a sudden there's perfectly formed skeletons everywhere. That's a miracle. But they're still dead, dry bones. Praise God. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. He, we watched as these skeletons began to form flesh. And all of a sudden, instead of these perfectly formed skeletons, all of a sudden there's perfectly formed bodies laying everywhere. But there was no breath in them. They were still dead. Then he said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. So here he has these bones, and they, they come together and form a skeleton. And then as he prophesies, all of a sudden they, this, this flesh begins to come upon them, and they, they form these perfectly foreign bodies laying there on this battlefield but they were still dead because there was no life been breathed into them yet and then he prophesied unto the wind and uh, as the wind began to blow it breathed into them again the breath of life and they, the breath came into them they lived and they stood up an exceeding great army now, I would present to you this morning that if he would have stopped when they were laying there as perfectly formed bodies, that he 
it wouldn't have been too long down the road when those animals would have come back and begin to feed again. And pretty soon, yeah, there would have been bones scattered across the field again. Because the work wasn't complete yet. They were just perfectly formed bodies until the breath of life came into them. When he prophesied or preached to the wind and the, the wind began to blow and all of a sudden life came into this army and they stood up and began to move around. Then the miracle was complete. Oh. Hallelujah. I'm preaching about life this morning. Hallelujah. Abundant life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Mm. Praise God. I, I don't know about you, but plain old boring life gets old sometimes. Amen. You know, we're going to have trials and heartache, and there's going to be things happen that are less than desirable in life. But I'm telling you, when you're walking with God, when you have that abundant life. Hey, man, there's something about it. The storm doesn't seem to blow quite so hard. He gives us strength and courage when we have abundant life. There is a plan by which we can find abundant life. Amen. Y'all are probably curious as can be right now. I'm going to try to tie this together. Amen. There's a plan by which we can find abundant life. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, the, 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 there, was, there was a bunch of folks that were there when Jesus ascended up into heaven. He told them to go tarry in Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high. And so there was 120 left when we find them in Acts chapter 2 in this upper room. They're praying, seeking God. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We have there on this day of Pentecost the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost when God came and breathed into man the breath of life. Woo, hallelujah. He didn't want them just to keep on going, living the life that they had, though they might have had a good life, but he had more abundant life for them. He had something better for them, something further for them, and he breathed into them the breath of life. Hallelujah. I want to tell you this morning, it didn't end in Acts chapter 2. But God is still breathing into man the breath of life. He is still bringing that life and life more abundantly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They had themselves a good time, and, uh, and they made their way into the street. Amen. The folks in the city thought they were drunk because they were so excited about what God had just done for them. Peter said, we're not drunk as ye suppose things, but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. The last day saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
Praise God. That's what they were experiencing. He went on to preach to them, and, and they were pricked in their hearts, the Bible says in Acts 2 and, and 37. Or, and he said, what must we do? Then Peter, verse 38, said unto them, repent. Repent. Hey, man, the first step that we've got to do to make this or to, to, to get this abundant life is we must repent. Hallelujah. Nobody gets anywhere without step number one. We've got to repent. Hallelujah. It's not a one-time event either. Hey, man, we got to live a lifestyle of repentance. Praise God. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The first step is repentance. We must die out to this flesh. Amen. The gospel is the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The only way that we can find that death is through repentance. We've got to find our way to a place where we can reach out to God. And the Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's more than just saying I'm sorry. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. But it's more than just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is coming to an altar, yes, and saying sorry, but also saying, I ain't doing it again. We're turning away from sin and turning towards God. Hey, man, I'll tell you what, there's nothing to be ashamed of this morning to admit that we're sinners. We, we've all sinned. From the man Adam on to us, we have all sinned. But I'm telling you, we don't need to live there. We can repent, and he will forgive us of our sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We can kind of liken it. Amen to those bones coming together. Amen. Perfectly formed skeletons, we repented Amen. We've repented of our sin. We've got to be baptized. Romans 6 and 3 says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We've got to be buried just as he was. We get buried when we go down in the watery grave of baptism in the only saving name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We've, we, we've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins. They're, they're washed away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's been times in my life in the course of a day of work, amen, when I come home, not clean, praise God. Very much not clean. And there's something about getting into that shower and coming out clean. Feels a whole lot better. Let me tell you something. When you come out of the watery grave of baptism, you come out feeling cleaner than you've ever felt before in your life. Because that sin has been washed away. 
Hallelujah. A sin is washed away. Hallelujah. And we can kind of liken that to that flesh coming on, that skeleton. <clears throat> Perfectly formed body laying there. But yet there is no life. There's been death and there's been burial, but we got to be resurrected. Praise God. We got to get the breath of life to blow into us through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know, in, in this scripture we read in Acts chapter 2 and 38, if you'd put that back up for me, brother. Amen. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall. That word shall implies a promise. Amen. It's, it is stating a promise that if you will repent and you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is a promise. And can I tell you there's something that God can do? Is God cannot lie. Hallelujah. He, he can't lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And every word that's written in this, in this Bible today was inspired by God. He put the words into the pens of man and they wrote the word of God. He said, you shall. It is a promise. Woo. It is a promise this morning that if you will repent and be baptized in his name, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The old man that we were is gone. And all of a sudden, there's an abundant life that comes on. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He wants to give you a new life this morning. He wants to give you a new life. Hallelujah. You may have just come here this morning because it's your tradition to go to church on Easter Sunday. But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot more of that available if you wanted. He wants to give you an abundant life. He, he wants to take the hurt that you've lived with for years and bind the wounds of your broken heart. Hallelujah. You say, you know what? I've tried everything. I've tried everything to erase some things that are behind me. I've tried everything that I could think of to erase that pain and to erase those scars. Life was not what I was expecting it to be. And I, I had plans, but my plans blew up in my face. So now I just exist another day and another day. I wake up in the morning 
just hoping to make it through another day. Dreading what tomorrow may bring. Hallelujah. Maybe you have to take something at night just to sleep. You've tried to drink away your trouble. You've tried to forget it. But I want to tell you your answer is in this place this morning. Because he came to give you life. And life more abundantly. If you'll just find a place where you can repent, God will forgive you. He wants to give you abundant life today. He wants to fill you so full of joy. Amen. I know I've used these words already, but he wants to fill you with joy. He wants to bring peace into your life. You might be looking at me right now saying, you don't understand my life. And you're right, I probably don't. But God does. You see, God knows where you're at right now. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. Hallelujah. He feels your hurt. He sees your longing this morning. And he wants to bring you life more abundantly. In John chapter 14 and verse number 6, says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. He is the way. He's the way out of your turmoil. He's the way out of your hurt. And he is the way to eternal life. He is the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. He is the way. Maybe this morning you have an idea of what it's going to take to get out of where you're at. If only this would fall into place or that would fall into place. Huh. If only somebody would be walking down the street and hand me a million dollars, life would be perfect. Actually, it would probably get worse. Because money's not the life. Oh, I've got my plan laid out. But it's not seeming to work this morning. I met the perfect person. I thought they were the one for me. But now that's blown apart. Nothing has seemed to work. 
I've tried everything I can think of. I ask you this morning, have you tried Jesus Christ? This morning we celebrate his resurrection. But this morning we can celebrate also a resurrection and newness of life. If you want to find this life more abundant. If you stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. I tell you, he is in this place this morning. And he's desiring to help somebody. Oh, I tell you what, he loves you more than you love yourself. He, he wants to do something special for you. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. I tell you, he wants to touch you. He wants to bring newness of life. He wants to breathe into you that breath of life that give you that abundant life. That life where you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about what it's going to bring. Oh, you can sleep at night and wake up with peace in your heart. You can wake up feeling revived and feeling alive because of his abundant life. I want to tell you, not any party in the world can make you as happy as he can make you. There's no substance in this life that can lift you up like he can. He wants to give you life, abundant life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, can we bow our heads in this space this morning? Hallelujah. Can we just forget about the one that's standing beside us right now? Hallelujah. Can we look at the inward parts of ourselves? Oh, hallelujah. Can you look down deep inside and just say, God, I need you today. I don't want to go on the same way that I've been going. But God, today I want you to reach down and touch those hurts. God, to feel that longing in my soul. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's more to life than just what we can experience down here in our day-to-day -day life. But he wants to bring you abundant life. Hallelujah. This altar is open if you'd like to come and talk to the Lord to find that place of repentance where we can reach out to God. God is reaching for your heart. He's tugging at the strings of your heart this morning. Please don't leave here the same way that you walked in. But won't you let God come and minister to you this morning? Won't you let him come and bring healing to your heart, healing to your soul? Oh, won't you come and find a place where you can just talk to the Lord, repent of your sin, reach out to him. He wants to bring you life this morning. He wants to breathe into you the breath of life. Hallelujah. No one can touch you. He wants to blot out like those hurts from yesterday. 
wants to heal the hurts no from yesterday. Won't you all just please come and talk to the Lord for a few moments? Hallelujah. Grab the person next to you by the hand. Let's come together to talk to the Lord. Amen. To thank no him for the sacrifice that he made for us that we might find that abundant life. He is the door by which we can find our way no to that abundant life. He went to Calvary and shed his like blood to Jesus cleanse us from all that sin and unrighteousness that's in man. Won't you reach out to God right now? No Won't you reach out to him right now? Like Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. 